Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Have you heard this story that we're running out of coins? Coins, I'm not kidding. It's a real story. If you go on the internet and look it up, what are you laughing at? She's right. Paula probably looked it up too. We are running out of coins. Folks, listen, the uh, plague here that has been imposed upon us by uh, China who could have stopped this has caused a whole bunch of problems. Uh, It's caused an outbreak of anti-science on the left, civil liberties, diminution, mask mandates, all kinds of unscientific things, close the kids from school, close them off from schools. But one of the recent ones is a cashless society. Now we see some people pushing for, uh, that's a big fat no ski. I'll get to that in a minute, why that's important, uh, important that we stop it, that is. Today's show brought to you by friends at ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, my savvy listeners, get a VPN to protect their data online from prying eyes. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino today. Pick up your VPN today, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I have a loaded show today. Ten plus stories I'd like to get to. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, it's Friday. Yeah. Joe mm-hmm. in his best 1960s game oh, show yeah, voice. Yeah. Always yeah, opening yeah. the show on Friday, even in the downtimes to get us all going. Uh, all right. I got that. I got a, a video clip of, again, why the media is re- the media is so offended by Kaylee McEnany because these people <laughs> yes. in the media have journalism degrees, which is embarrassing enough. And uh, Kaylee McEnany's IQ is about uh, 76 percentage points higher than women. So she embarrassed me yesterday. So I got that in a lot more. All right. Let's get to it. Today's right. show brought to you by friends at We The People Holsters. Ladies and gentlemen, if COVID wasn't warning enough, the last two weeks have reminded us all why there's a Second Amendment. The left wants to defund the police. Imagine what would happen if you call 911. You have no police. You need to be properly trained on the use of a firearm safely and proficiently, and you need a good holster. That's where We The People Holsters comes in. Starting at just $39, We The People Holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm perfectly, and they're made right here in the USA, not the Chaz, the Chop, or anywhere else. They have thousands of options to choose from, an amazing selection of printed holsters. They have one with the Constitution on it. They're really beautiful, precision design. You insert the firearm snaps right in there. It's not like one of those one-size-fits-all in the waistband holsters where the firearm God forbid, falls out. You don't need that. You need the best in the business. It's time to carry your firearm comfortably and securely. Has an adjustable cant and a ride on it for comfort. Absolutely terrific looking holster. Every holster ships free, comes with a lifetime guarantee. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan to get yours. Go today. Get an additional $10 off using offer code Dan. Satisfaction guaranteed. If it's not a a perfect fit, send it back for a total refund. The best holsters in the business. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. We, the people, holsters.com slash Dan. Go check them out. Best fit, most comfortable holsters in the business. All right, Joe, let's go. Almost got that. Okay, so first, just a quick story here. PJ Media, the cashless society, another astonishing ramification of the plague that's been imposed upon us that I see a lot of far leftists and a lot of people who don't know any better pushing for saying cashless only COVID-19 frenzy jumpstarts the cashless society. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a big fat. No, Uh, I've been talking about this for a long time. Why liberals and big government enthusiasts love a cashless society. Let me just throw the question out there to the audience. You're listening to your car. You're watching on YouTube. You're sitting at home. Let's scratch our heads for a second. Got the gavel. Why would big government liberals, you know, mini tyrants, why would they love a cashless society? If it's cashless, that doesn't mean paymentless. You would have to pay. You would pay with what? You'd pay with a credit card, a debit card, or some other electronic device, right? Apple Pay or what else. What's the difference with those devices and payment mechanisms in contrast to paper or coin uh, cash? What's the difference? Not in your pocket, The dude. difference is that- Yeah. E- well, yeah, yeah. But, but what else, Joe? It uh, leaves a digital footprint. Yes, a digital footprint. You got it. Tracking. Digital, yes, <laughs> The digital footprint's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Because what are the government, what, what is the a big government leftists and their 
Swamp Rats up on Capitol Hill love to do anything more. They love to track you. They love to track your data because what do they seek more than anything, Joe? We haven't said it in the longest time. Control. Yes. The whole leftist agenda is about control. And it's impossible to control or influence your transactions using money if you have cash that is not traceable. Not traceable? Oh, my gosh. What do you mean? We won't know something and people are free to spend money without us looking and watching every single thing over and watching every single transaction? Yes. Yes. I ran out of breath there. That's why I had to say yes. <laughs> I did. I always wondered how singers do that. <laughs> Sing so long and I think, ah! deep Good breath. Catch. My lung capacities, my VO2 max is horrendous. Although I'll do some kettlebell swings today and try to expand that a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, leftists love, love, love to be able to look over every single thing you do, but not just because they want to know what you do, why you do it. They want to be able to control you and influence what you do and shut down behaviors they deem malignant. Remember with leftists, they never give up, ever. We will fight them to the end, but you've got to respect the fact that they never give up. If you don't, you won't understand the fight you're in. Know your ideological opponent. Do not underestimate them. The left was out the day after Donald Trump's victory with their pink hats on protesting. They never stop. There should be no, no quit in you either. There's no excuses. There's no giving up. I bring that up because what the left cannot do through law, because Donald Trump will veto it, they will do through the courts. What they cannot do through the courts, they will do through public pressure and corporate campaigns. They will never Ever stop what they can't do through public campaigns and public pressure, they will do through social media intimidation. What they can't do through social media intimidation, they will do with their Antifa shock troops on the street by intimidating you. They will not stop ever. So if they can't get you to stop buying things the left doesn't like, a payday loan, you're buying, you're paying money for a loan. You're essentially purchasing money at a price. Firearms, you can't buy firearms but they can't get enacted through law, they will do it through pressure campaigns. What does that have to do with this story? Well, let's go back to the PJ Media piece, this little screenshot right here. Quote, cashless is quick and secure. You never need to count your change and you never need to worry about whether there's a bank or an ATM nearby. Yes, it's convenient. But what happens when your bank or card issuer decides that they don't like you or the guy who owns your favorite gun store? What does happen? Well, we know what happens if the left doesn't like you or the guy who owns your favorite gun store. What happens is what happens in the China surveillance state, you know, where they pressure people through social credit scores to not do things and to do other things they like because leftists want control. That's what they do. So if they can't get you to stop buying guns through legislation or firearms or payday loans or whatever it may be, They'll just shut you down otherwise. You don't, you, by the way, you doubt any of this? These are not fabricated tweets. This tweet is in the PJ Media piece up at our show notes. Go to our show notes. If you're not reading them, you're making a big mistake. My humble opinion is the best email list in the business, bongino.com slash newsletter to sign up for it. Every day we'll send you the best stuff you need to know. Read the article. Here is a tweet by Bozo O'Rourke. Hat tip Sean Hannity for that. I did not make that up, but I love it. So Bozo, here's his Twitter account. Credit cards have enabled many of America's mass shootings in the last decade. Credit cards have done that? Credit cards credit cards have enabled America's mass shootings. That's, that's a fascinating take. Yeah. And with Washington unwilling to act, they need to cut off sales of the weapons of war today. There you go, September 12, 2019. By the way, the examples in this article are legion. That's This is just one of how in a cashless society... Again, another unfortunate remnant of the COVID plague imposed upon us by China. You are going to see big government leftists hoping you're hoping. My audience sees through this. If you're listening to the show, you knew about this years ago. But they're hoping you'll be naive enough to fall for their arguments like, hey, look how convenient this is. We can get rid of cash money and coins. We don't have to transmit any disease. Uh, why else would you want that? Oh, basically, because we can watch all your transactions and make sure you don't do things we don't like and that we can't pass through legislation. The article talks about a uh, another scenario where Republican senators were up on Capitol Hill and were questioning some of these big banks who were being subjected to pressure campaigns for being involved with facilities that process people who came in the country illegally. Folks, it's never going to stop. 
I'm warning you, they are using this to that. Do not for a second think that a lot of the things they're pushing for have anything to do with science or public health. Some of them do. A lot of them don't. That's why I'm so adamant about mask mandates, not masks, mask mandates from government. It is a way to whittle down the resistance to the government control of your life. Again, not anti-mask, anti-mandate. You should be free to choose these things. And for people who tell you, well, you're, you're taking away my health by choosing not to wear one. If you can produce solid evidence of that, I'm happy to entertain it. But just quickly, I pulled this up before the show. I didn't give it to Paula because it was really last minute. For those of you still convinced, convinced, and I'm open to new data, by the way. There was some data out of a, a, a hair salon where two of the, uh, this is, again, I'm, I'm open to data on any side. This show is not anti-science, unlike the left, okay, and the mainstream media. There was a study regarding the mask mandate. Remember this segment. It's all about control. Control now how you spend your money. They're using COVID as a Trojan horse. Keep your kids out of school. Shut down the economy. Alter an election now. Make you wear a, a face mask. Make you spend money they can watch everything on. There, it's not a conspiracy theory. I'm showing you Beto's own tweet. That's a conspiracy theory. It's his own tweet. And on the mask mandates, again, not anti-mask. I'm anti-government mandate because you can't show me the science that this is true. There's a fascinating piece. You know what, Paula, don't let me forget this to put, uh, I'm going to put this in the show notes because it's not on the screen. I want you to read this. It'll be in my show notes today. Please, for the, you got to wear a mask. The science is great on this. Okay, show it to me. I'd like to see it. But just so I don't lose my place. There was a study that showed in a hair salon, two people were infected. They were employees in the hair salon and apparently 139 people who came through because they, they're saying in the study because they had masks on, nobody got it. I'm open to looking at that. The problem with that study, though, is, well, the people were facing away as they were having their. Was it the mask or was it the fact that they were facing away from them? Could be. Again, I'm open to new data. The problem is the data on masks right now is terrible. This is from the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. Not the University of Bluto Blutarski. It's a real institution that studies this stuff for a living. They're now being pressured. I will put this study in the show notes today. The Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy. In other words, experts in the field put out a study showing. Hey, here's, a, uh, here's the headline. Masks for all for COVID-19 is not based on sound data. There it is. Look right there. That's my phone. Can you see that with the lights? That's my that's the actual study. They're being pressured by now by anti-science liberals who are not interested in the facts to take this study down. I'm not kidding. They had to put this commentary piece up on April 1st of 2020 because they were getting pressure to pull it down because the science they, it was solid that these masks are not universal masking. It's not based on sound data. They go into a bunch of things. How the studies, how the CDC's quoting new studies on masks that don't say at all what you think they say. I'll put that up in the show notes. Read it. Show it to your liberal friends who claimed everybody, by the way, right now is an epidemiologist or virologist. You notice that, Joe? Or a virologist? Everyone. Yeah. Everybody's like the doctor from uh, I Am Legend, the Will Smith character. Everybody's a virologist now. Yeah, me too. And then when you show them data from actual experts who study this for a living, that universal masking doesn't work and isn't based on sound data. That's just a headline. It's not my article. It's theirs. University of Minnesota. No, 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 no. That's not accurate. You don't know what you're talking about. It's all about controlling you and whittling down resistance to their government edicts. Read that. Send it to them. Ask them to answer the questions in there. Ask them to ask you for the data. For the data that shows any of this works. All right. Um, let me get to my second sponsor because I got I really do have a stacked show today. It's Friday and I don't like carrying material over to Monday because it's important to leave you with the weekend with a full gas tank of information and intellectual arguments to combat your silly liberal friends who have none of said material. All right. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Ashford University. Listen, dreams, we all have them. The small ones are easy to talk about. The big ones, the ones we really want, uh, not so much. It's like if we say them out loud, they have no chance of coming true. Well, I say when it comes to your future, dream big. 
Dream big and the bigger, the better. That dream starts tomorrow with a degree from Ashford University. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. At Ashford, expert faculty teaches you real-world skills from real-world experience in online classes built for life's twists and turns. You can learn from home or wherever you feel comfortable. Can't beat that. You can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60-plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology. With 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available, Ashford gives you the tools you need to help make your dreams a reality. Dream big. Dare to dream big. Your tomorrow starts today at Ashford University. There's no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. No fee, no standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu slash Bongino. That's Ashford, A-S-H-F-O-R-D. Ashford.edu slash Bongino. A-S-H-F-O-R-D dot E-D-U slash Bongino. Ashford.edu slash Bongino. Not all programs are available in all states. Go check them out today. Okay. So I I hope you got the gist of that first segment because it's important the takeaways, you know, the why matters before we move on to the media madness and the gaslighting. These segments are related. I'm going to show you what happened to Kaylee McEnany yesterday to show you how media folks who were supposed to be giving you facts to make an informed decision. The facts would be this. Masks, there's not a lot of data on it. You make your own decision. If it makes you more comfortable, then by all means wear a mask. But here's the data we have that say it works. Here's the data that that we have that say it doesn't. That's the way a scientific inquiry would work, correct? If you were doing a study on the benefits of synthetic versus conventional motor oil in a 2016 Ford Raptor, what would you do? You would do a study showing how it either led to less engine wear, you would publish the results, and if your study showed the opposite or another study showed the opposite, you'd publish that. People could evaluate the studies and make their own decision. That's what journalists are supposed to do. That's what we do on the show. Again, I just gave you a study about masking in this hair salon, which may prove some benefit. May. I am always open to data. Truth matters. The truth does not matter to the media. So yesterday, Kaylee McEnany, who has been doing a spectacular job, and that may be understatement of the cosmos right now. Kaylee McEnany is probably 47.6 IQ points higher than the smartest person in the media press room. Again, I, I don't mean to stereotype them all because there are some good and decent people and some smart ones there, but it's rare. I'm not kidding. I'm basing it on experience. I promise you it sounds personal, but it's not. In my prior line of work, I dealt with the White House press corps often, and they really are some of the dumbest people I've ever met in a position like that with such authority. I'm not joking. Some of the comments out of their mouths were just simply embarrassing. So they don't like Kaylee McEnany because she's highly intelligent. So yesterday she made a statement about opening schools again. The left wants to control you. And one of the ways to control you and impact the election is by insisting you keep your kids out of school, make them suffer, make them sit in solitary confinement in their rooms away from their educational experience. But they're in it for the kids, Joe, right? Because they claim to have data that it's such an apocalyptic risk to kids, COVID-19, that they're all going to die somehow if they go back to school. None of that's actually true. So Kaylee McEnany was answering a question about this yesterday. I want you to listen to the whole quote here that's relevant where she's claiming the science is on their side and how how it's characterized by the hapless absolutely hapless embarrassing Weijia Zhang at CBS who just cannot seem to do, I mean the fact that she identifies as a journalist is really quite hilarious but listen to the quote listen to her characterization of it and you'll see how embarrassing journalism is becoming how they become a propaganda tool for the control oriented leftists check this out we're seeing more school districts at least in Virginia for example last night deciding to go online only what does the president say to parents out there who are now going okay what do I do with my kids Yeah, the president has said um, unmistakably that he wants schools to open. And I was just in the Oval talking to him about that. And when he says open, he means open and full, kids being able to attend each and every day at their school. Uh, The science should not stand in the way of this. Uh, And as Dr. Scott Atlas said, I thought this was a good quote. Of course, we can do it. Everyone else in the Western world, our peer nations are doing it. We are the outlier here. Uh, The science is very clear on this, uh, that, you know, for instance, you look at the JAMA pediatric 
pediatric study of 46 pediatric hospitals in North America that said the risk of critical illness from COVID is far less for children than that of seasonal flu. The science is on our side here, and we encourage for localities and states to just simply follow the science, open our schools. It's very damaging to our children. There's a lack of reporting of abuse. Uh, there's mental uh, depressions that are not addressed, suicidal ideations that are not addressed when students are not in school. So just to be clear, if you're a reasonable, rational person um, and a journalist, again, with an IQ in the triple digits, which you should, which very few actually are, what did you hear there? Again, we didn't edit it. We didn't manipulate. We cut it for time. I can't play the whole hour press conference. What did you hear there? Kaylee cites a study in the Journal of the American Medical Association about how it's low risk for kids to go back to school. She then says the science is on our side and we should follow the science. But what quote did Weijia Zhang and others, Jim Acosta, I mean, Acosta is just an embarrassment. I don't even include him on our list of dopey journalists. He's not even a, the guy's a clown. He's, he's really not a serious person anymore. But what did Weijia Zhang hear? And what did she make sure to cut in her Twitter feed? Cut short. She didn't put the whole quote. What did she put in there? Well, let's check it out. Here's Weijia Zhang at Weijia on her Twitter feed. From the White House podium, quote, science should not stand in the way of reopening schools. Now, of course, the minute I pointed out that she's a liar and a fraud, she had to play victim. That's what they do. The journal. Oh, my gosh, poor me. Look in my other tweet below it, where, by the way, she could have fit in the whole quote there. The science is on our side, citing of the Journal of American Medi the Medical Association. She didn't put any of that in her tweet. Why? Because Weijia Zhang is an activist. She's not a journalist. She's not a serious person. Her goal was to do what, Joe? To make you believe the Trump team is, there's a science wall, Joe, mm -hmm. and the Trump team is pounding through the science wall. The science obstacle will not get in our way, us anti-science Republicans and the dreaded orange man bad Trump who doesn't believe in, doesn't believe in science. That's not at all what Kaylee said. Mm -hmm. That's not at all what she said. Again, you can rewind the podcast and listen to it yourself again. It's clear as day to any person, again, with a functioning neuron, that she was trying to say opening schools is backed by the science, and here's the study. But that's not what Ouija got out of it. So there's two explanations here. Either Ouija's really not that bright, which is a distinct possibility, by the way. Or second, and by the way, she will 100% play victim here. Oh my gosh, you're not allowed to go after me and insult me. I'm a journalist at CBS. A hundred percent will play victim. Yeah, She's allowed to attack. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, Joe, I promise you, uh, she will right. play victim. Yeah. A hundred million percent. Someone will show her this and she will whine because she's upset that she attacked someone else and got called on it. So this, I'll even offer her an out. E one, she's either not that bright which again is a distinct possibility. Or number two, she is that bright and did that on purpose to make you believe again that the Trump team is attacking science. She could have fit in the, the quote. She wasn't at a character limit on Twitter. She just chose not to. Because she's an activist for the full-time left. The left wants your kids out of school because they don't give a damn about your kids. They don't. They don't care. I'm going to hopefully get to this later. I, I, I have some studies to show you. Even in Vox, left Vox, not Fox with an F, Vox with a V, far left-leaning radical Vox, published an op-ed saying, basically, the kids need to go back to school. But the leftists don't care about that. And by leftists, I mean Ouija and the media. Why? Because it's about control. They need to control Donald Trump. They can't. Donald Trump wants kids to go back to school for it's better for them. So the natural impulsive reaction of the radical leftist disguised as a journalist is to counter whatever Donald Trump says. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. All that matters is Trump said it, so they have to say the opposite. You think the Washington Post or anywhere, you think they're any better, these other ones? We're going to move on from this because I want to get to some more social media stuff too. But the Washington Post is degenerate. You know, degenerated. The democracy dies in the darkness. Washington Post, which is kind of hilarious. They've degenerated into. I, I don't even want to call them like a a blog. There are some good blogs out there. Legal insurrection, 
uh, you have others out there. I mean, we yeah, we run Bongino.com. The Washington Post is such a cesspool of stupidity. Just quick, look at this headline. This is real. I did not make this up. That Not a joke, Joe. This guy sounds very sophisticated, by the way. Michael Landua Brodua. Michael Landua Brodua. Joe, does that not sound sophisticated? This guy's clearly oh, smart with a yes, name like that. very sophisticated. You, know, <laughs> you got to say to him, Michael Landua Brodua. So Michael Andrew Brodua wrote a piece that the democracy dies in the darkness, Washington Post. This is a real headline, folks. That sound you're hearing is classical music's long overdue reckoning with uh, racism. Here we go. <laughs> Michael Andrew Brodua. Oh. Now classical music is racist. Oh, my gosh. Tearing in my eyes. My eyes, when they get red, if you watch this on YouTube, by the way. Beethoven's rolling I'm over. Hearing at a, <laughs> oh my gosh. Roll over Beethoven. What was that? A song? Yeah, babe. That was a song, wasn't it? See, I'm not good with the pop culture. An so old one, yeah. So now classical music is racist too. Pointing again to the why. Why are they doing this? Why are the Redskins racist? The Indians, the Blackhawks, classical music. Everyone associated with Trump, according to Maisie Hirono, says we're all white supremacists. Ladies and gentlemen, they don't believe any of this. It's a pure power play. Again, harping on the two stories I just addressed. The media doesn't believe what they're saying about schools. They know kids should go back to schools. They're doing it to intimidate Trump into submission to get him to shut up because they need control because they're activists. Why do the why is the media lying? Why are they why are they trying to put a face diaper on your face all the time even though you don't want to because they don't want resistance to their big government plans and if you're allowed to resist the mass thing you'll be allowed to resist other things too their other big government big ticket agenda items. It is all all of this. This lying you're racist you're, it's all meant to scare you and intimidate you into what? All of it into silence. Because there's nothing Leftists hate more than a free, big, bold, individual, liberty-loving human being who thinks for themselves. This is all the same mode. It's the mode, you know, why are why were 16 different stores robbed in Martin County, whatever it may be? And it's all the same guy. This is all the same motive behind every single thought crime. Dare to say your kids go back to school. You want people dead. They know that's not true. They want to intimidate you into silence. You listen to classical music, you're a racist. They don't believe any of that's true. They're saying it because they want to scare you. Hey, you could be next. We'll call you a racist. You like classical music? Shut your mouth. You better go along with our agenda. We'll tell your employer you listen to classical music. We'll get you fired. The Redskins name? The Redskins? Well, how's that going to save one black life? It's not. It's all about intimidation and power. Shut your mouth or we're coming for you next. And media activists play right into it like the fools they are. <sighs> Speaking of which, media activists have partners in this. Corporate America has been folding like a cheap suit. But Dan, you're a capitalist. I'll always be a capitalist. I believe in freedom and liberty. Capitalism isn't even an ism, by the way. It's not an ism. An ism suggests it's some kind of belief system, right? Capitalism is just freedom. Think about it, right? What, what is capitalism? Why has corporate America largely abandoned us? Outside of maybe Goya. Seriously. Why is corporate America abandoning, abandoning us, the Redskins and others, and playing along with this radical left control, fear, intimidation agenda to these social justice warrior idiots who have like 20 followers on Twitter? Why? Because they're run by leftist cowards who agree with this stuff. That's why. But capitalism isn't really an ism. What, what, what are the tenets of capitalism? Think about it, right? The freedom to own property. So you should ask your leftist friends, you hate capitalism? You, you own a house? Do you rent an apartment? Oh, I don't own it. No, no, no. You own the right to that for a month. You've paid for a rental agreement with the where you now get to live. The correct? You have the key, right? No one else has it, right? You have ownership rights, although you may not be the titular owner of that property, right? Do you rent an apartment? Do you have a, an iPhone, an Android, whatever? You own a computer, a microphone? So you want that to be communal property? So again, leftists are frauds who say they're anti-capitalists. They're all phonies. I was reading about this Twitch woman this morning because I'm always fascinated by people who market themselves and make a lot of money. She's on Twitch. She's made herself a real small fortune. I'm not going to say her name, but it's incredible. She's an anti-capitalist. 
She made herself a small fortune making dopey videos, and she's an anti-capitalist. Hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. What's another? So no private property, a tenant of capitalism. You can actually own stuff, which leftists love and say they don't. The ability to trade your labor for a wage, right? So you're not working in indentured servitude. You work, someone pays you. You don't agree with that? You want what? Communal work, right? Where nobody pays you? So what? You want to work for some Soviet overlord? You farm the field. Am I going to get paid? Hell no. You're lucky if you're going to eat. So you don't agree with that whole labor for a wage thing. Just curious. I mean, what would be the third tenet of capitalism? The pricing system, right? Now, I don't like the pricing system. Only rich people get to buy stuff. You prefer what? The rationing system? Because if there's a third way, I'd love to hear about it. Right? If there's a third way to allocate resources, phones, notebooks, pens, what's the, what's the third way? You can price them where you can work to gain access to these items, or you can have the government ration them. There's no third way. So you prefer government ration? No, I don't prefer that either. I think everything should be free. Okay, you're a moron. You're not a serious person. Sorry for the aside. But corporate America has largely abandoned us and abandoned the principles of capitalism because their boards are now being run by leftist woke artists who are trying to enact their agenda through things like the cashless society and the courts because they can't get it done electorally because everybody thinks they're morons. Unfortunately, social media has joined them. Now, again, disclosure, I'm sorry to keep doing it, but it's important in the interest of honesty and fairness. I am one of the owners of Parler, which is a competitor to Twitter. Get that out of the way. I wish I didn't have to say it every day. I know it can get irritating, but it's, it's important to do that. But ladies and gentlemen, I bring up this story not because of my financial interest in Parler, but because it's a fascinating story about how the leftists, there was a story in Zero Hedge Up, which you really should read. It'll be in the show notes. Please read it. Why the Social Justice Cult Really Hates Parler, authored by Brandon Smith. They hate us. Again, we're just a competitor and alternative to Twitter and Facebook. That's all we are. You know, I've done sponsored spots on the show for them before. They hate us. They, the left is losing their minds over Parler, which is fascinating. Because you should be asking yourself with these tech, social media, corporate titans, why don't they care about free speech, freedom, and free markets? Why? If you hate us conservatives on Twitter and Facebook so much, this is a serious question for the social justice warrior lunatics out there, the left-wing moonbats. I'm dead serious with this question. If you hate us on your platform so much, Twitter and Facebook, then why aren't you happy that millions are leaving in droves and going to parlor? Paula, do you have an answer for that? Joe, you? No, I don't, Dan. No. You hate us there. So, Joe, you're having a house party, right? Yeah. Okay. You have a bunch of people you can't stand show up. Oh, yeah. You want them to leave, correct? I mean, it's not a trick question. Yeah, ASAP. You don't invite them to invite their friends, right? Oh, no. Now, another, another non-trick question. When you ask them to leave, do you then have someone block the door so they can't leave? Just uh, checking, Joe. No, I, I want them to go. No, okay, because that wouldn't make yeah, sense. Right. Okay, thank you. Sorry to put you on the spot. I, I know you're puzzled because you're like, this yeah. question can't be this stupid. It is. Oh. The, the the Twitter folks out there, the social justice warriors, hate us on their platforms, and yet we leave for our own platform, which, by the way, is not a conservative, it's, it's just a social media platform. We don't cater to any political ideology. I always joke with people, the, the mo- I think the, the the person who's most parodied on Parler is me. Dan Bongino's big head, <laughs> Dan Bongino's cement block. We don't delete them. It's true. Go look. There are tons of Dan Bongino parodies on Parler. Go right ahead. Parody your way. I will not block you unless you do something against the rules or terms of service. I don't even have the power to do that. I keep out of it. But they say they hate us and we go do our own thing and they lose their minds. This Zero Hedge piece is terrific. I want to go to a couple of screenshots from it about how tyrannical these lunatics are. Here's number one. He discusses a couple of reasons why this is true. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he says, by congregating on a platform, he's talking about Parler, that is not relentlessly hostile to us. We're given a free hand to discuss options and to organize without being attacked by an engineered mob in the process. Yes, yes. Come back to me for a second. I want to go back to this one. This is, yes. The leftists have used Twitter to organize. You doubt me? Just put Antifa in there. 
Antifa and other uh, pro-fascist groups like that have used and uh, used Twitter to organize a lot of their stuff. They want us on their platform. So when they see us doing the same thing, they can do what, Joe? Boycott us. Yeah. We're going to tell your employer, look, we found you on Twitter showing up at a Tea Party rally. Joey Bag of Donuts at the Tea Party rally. Google, you better fire this guy. They need us on there so they can watch us. They hate it that we're going to our own platform. And they're like, what do you mean? We're going to have to follow them over there to watch them over there too? Oh my gosh. Come back to that. Brilliant analysis by the author of this piece. He says, when I see the vitriol from the leftists over parlor, I'm also reminded once again that this is great. I love this line that communists don't see people as allies. They see people as property. They want to get rid of conservatives from their platform, but they also don't want conservatives to leave and build their own platform. He says, I often think of the Chinese invasion of Tibet when pondering this mentality. The Chinese Communist Party's strategy was one of ethnic cleansing, building railways to Tibet to import Chinese people and run out, run out the indigenous Tibetans. But when Tibetans sought to leave the country on foot to go to Nepal, the Chinese government set up snipers in the mountains to kill them as they tried to escape. I'll leave that one right there. You will stay. This is the leftist social justice warrior attitude. You will stay where we tell you you will stay and you will be subjected to our rules so that we can watch and monitor you guys at all times. Now, does it make sense why we're under attack? Folks, and we have been under attack relentlessly. I'm going to show you a video in a second. In case you think I'm making any of this up or I'm only bringing this up because it's my, my company or partially my company, no. This is going to get worse. God forbid Donald Trump loses this election. One more piece from this Zero Hedge piece. You're not allowed to walk away, ladies and gentlemen. You are not allowed. Here, quick one from the Zero Hedge piece. This is the communist philosophy. You are not allowed to walk away. You are not allowed to stay as you are. Your only choice is to be re-educated. Your only option is to conform. Nailed it. Keep in mind, I have never on this show, and I will not tell you, to exit Twitter. Stay there if you'd like. Stay on Facebook. I haven't shut my account down. I don't plan on. My social media home is Parler, where I'm not under attack. Now, again, in case you think we're making this up, that we are under attack by leftists, who, again, say they want us gone. A lot of us leave to go over on Parler, and then they follow us to, to attack us there, to show you the communists they are. Here's a video we found yesterday. This kid thinks he's very clever, by the way. He thinks he's very clever. Instructing his fellow mini tyrants and communists how to go over to Parler and basically destroy the app. This is real. I'm, I'm not making this up. Check this out. This app, Parler, is the app that the racists are currently using because they got banned from Twitter for being racist. Now, rating apps one star will work, but only if you don't mention TikTok or Gen Z. So you're going to want to write a review as such full of bugs, uh, extremely laggy. It crashes, things like that. Be creative, but don't mention Gen Z. This is only about the app. It can only be about the app. And I mean, if y'all have time to hit Fox News, do it, too. What's up, tiny idiots? I there you go. And he calls you all tiny idiots. A lot of respect he has for you, but that that is a uh, that is a real video instructing you how to attack the Fox News app in Parler. Again, why do they care? I thought they wanted us gone from their party. No, they barred the door. Reminds me of that scene from The Bronx Tale without the tough guys. Now you can't leave. Remember with the bikers? No, no, we'll do what we want. We will not stop. All right, I've got another story about Twitter showing you how bad it's gotten with Twitter in a second and uh, some more great material for you. This is going to be a stacked, loaded show. Don't go anywhere. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Helix. Helix, ladies and gentlemen, go to helixop.com slash Dan. Get $200 off your mattress order. Go today. Well, why would you do that? Let me tell you why. We have two of these mattresses in my house, one for my daughter, one for me, and they are the best in the business. They make personalized mattresses right here in America, shipped straight to your door, no contact delivery that's free, free returns, and a 100-night sleep trial. Choose a mattress. Here's what you do. You take this sleep quiz. It takes two minutes, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to a mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress customized for someone else? Think about it. It makes no sense. It's like buying a suit tailored for your cousin. 
get a mattress for you. You like a mattress that, what are you laughing at over there? If you, if you, she thinks I'm funny. That's good. If you like a mattress that's soft or firm, you sleep on your side like I do, or you have horrendous arthritis like I do, you go to Helix, take the two minute sleep quiz and get yourself matched to a mattress to fit your comfort needs. It's like sleeping on a cloud when you get the right one from them. I took the quiz. I was matched with the Midnight Lux. I've tried other brands. They're not as good. Not kidding. We actually bought a new mattress before Helix was a sponsor. They sent us one. We dumped it. Helix is that good. I love Helix. You don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ, Wired Magazine, and Apartment Therapy. Go today. Don't waste any time. Stop sleeping on an uncomfortable mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz today. They'll match you to a customized mattress. that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is now offering to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Get up to $200 off your mattress order. Go today. You're going to spend eight hours plus of your life on this thing every day. Sleep in comfort. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. All right. Love Helix. So uh, final story on these social media tyrants and how these corporations, which they are, are folding. They're folding like cheap suits because they're dominated by woke leftists who just care about control. That's their only agenda. They have, they, I, I'll be honest with you folks, I'm not even sure a lot of these companies care about profits anymore. I, I'm not. I, I, I'm, some of them will go down with the ship. They really will. They know they'll be bailed out by Joe Biden's far left government anyway. But just a final story, Breitbart up in the show notes too. Uh, we've always had suspicions about Twitter that, there were search blacklists and those allegations have a little more evidence to back them up today. Article in Breitbart. Remember that uh, hack they had? We talked about it yesterday, the Twitter hack where it's alleged they bribed an employee mm -hmm. at Twitter and took mm -hmm. over Obama and Biden's account with the Bitcoin scam. Well, one of the hackers that did it had screenshots of how they did it. And on those screenshots, the uh, purported internal screenshots from Breitbart, uh, Alan Bakari revealed Twitter has a search blacklist. And a trends blacklist. Interesting. We've always had those suspicions. In other words, when you see things trending that don't fit the narrative, whatever it may be, Trump is great. Vote for him in 2020. God forbid that started trending. They'd shut that right down. Fascinating. Now, we don't know what the trends blacklist was, to be fair, or the search blacklist. It could be for things that you obviously wouldn't want on there. Again, I, we do actual reporting on this show, and real, it could be something innocent. My suspicions and my history with Twitter, having been a victim of their ideological targeting themselves, we still can't run ads on Twitter. I am a little bit suspicious about what those blacklists are. You should be too. What does that sound? What does that sound mean, listeners? Means it's a two-pager today. That's what that means. Because it's a Friday and there's a lot of information to come out today. And I ain't leaving you in an intellectual vacuum over the weekend. All right, back to some coronavirus uh, panic merchant stories. You know, the panic merchants in the media want you to believe you're all going to die tomorrow, of course, because there's no interest in actually getting you the facts. Here's a fascinating story by Fox 35 up here in Orlando. Fox 35 investigates uh, questions raised after a fatal motorcycle crash listed as a COVID-19 death. What did the guy hit of like a man-sized virus? How did that work? <laughs> the virus has been, what, what, what? Did I miss something? Folks, I hadn't covered it over the last few days because it's been a deluge of news. But in case you missed it, Florida and Texas, some of the numbers appear now to have been inflated. One of the re can I just be candid with you? One of the reasons I haven't talked about this story is because the positive tests are still the positive tests. Again, we do facts here. Nobody's suggesting that the Florida tests that were positive weren't. Except, I mean, in this one, this is an odd story. But the story in Florida was that the negative tests weren't reported, which means the infection rate was clearly way off. They were claiming infection rates of 98% for people who were tested. That's outrageous. The infection rate was close to 9.8%. But the positive tests were legitimate. The reason I haven't talked about it is because it's, I, I just don't see a value in even playing into the panic merchant schemes anymore. It's clear they want to report. Now, what would be the agenda if there was one? Could be an innocent mistake. Again, I like to do both sides when it's fair. It could be an innocent, innocent mistake. Given the pattern here, 
I would be, again, very suspicious, just like I would of the patterns of discrimination at Twitter. But what would be the motive for reporting someone 20 or less killed in a motorcycle accident and attributing it to COVID-19? You're probably scratching your head like, I don't get it. There could be a motive. There could be. I'm not suggesting it is, but there could be. The agenda is what? Well, it's fairly obvious. The media, just like with the school story and opening schools, wants you to believe that if you are under the age of 20 or a school-age child, that there is an existential threat to your life from going back to school and from COVID-19, despite the fact that that is absolutely unscientific and categorically false. The threat isn't zero. There have been people who have died who've been children and under 20. The threat, however, is extremely low. Like, Zero, zero, and multiple zeros. The world is full of risk. We mitigate them. We measure bad decisions versus worse decisions. There are no good decisions. We live in a world of scarce resources and trade-offs. Don't ever forget that. There are only bad decisions and worse decisions. Anyone telling you otherwise, as if you're going to make any decision that will have no negative impact or externalities on anyone else, is a liar or is really stupid. If there was an agenda behind this story, it's clearly to inflate the death count from people under 20 to give you a false perception that you are at risk too, when in fact the risk to you under 20 is extremely low. A motorcycle accident attributed to COVID-19. Now again, just quickly back to the schools thing. This is an article at Vox with a V. From an actual epidemiologist. If I'm quoting Vox, you know where uh, the world is coming to an end. We are nearing the apocalypse. Quote, I'm an epidemiologist and a dad. Here's why I think schools should reopen. And he goes into six questions about the safety of kids, teachers, families, and he answers them. Folks, again, I I keep having to hammer this because liberals don't believe in science. When liberals say science, they mean propaganda. When conservatives say science, they mean facts and data and testable hypotheses. I'm I'm, I'm not kidding. What is the actual science, again, for the... 15,000th time on this show about transmission rates amongst kids. Are they in any danger from going back to school? From the piece at Vox with a V, a leftist rag. Even they understand this, this guy who wrote this. He says, quote, the author of the piece, a summary of the evidence in hand suggests that schools will play little role, little role. Does that say little role? Yes, it says little role in sustaining the pandemic. A recent review of 210 transmission clusters around the world found that only eight of them, 3.8%, involve school transmission. Case studies of outbreak investigations in Ireland, France, and Australia demonstrate almost zero cases of in-school transmission. He goes on, modeling studies demonstrate no clear role of in-school transmission in explaining COVID epidemiology. All of this data tells us that despite our gut instincts and parental anxiety, school will likely be okay this fall. Is Weijia Zhang going to report on that? Now, assuredly, Joe, would you agree if Trump came out tomorrow and said we're shutting down the schools nationwide in perpetuity until we can eradicate this virus, what do you think Weijia Zhang and others would say? Open up the schools. Yeah. That's anti-science. That's anti-science. You would read about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But again, because this isn't about knowledge, the advancement of knowledge, journalistic integrity, it's only about a power play. Crush Trump under any circumstances and at all times, regardless of the facts and obstacles that get in our way, they will tell you anything, including information like this, that for some reason the mainstream media is going to leave out of the equation. Here's another interesting photo of what happened in Denmark when they opened up the schools. If you want to check it out, by the way, the visuals on the show, youtube.com slash Bongino. You can uh, subscribe to the show for free, of course. There it is, Joe. Daily deaths in Denmark. They have some handy dandy arrows there. Yeah. Denmark reported schools opening here. Red arrow for the liberals listening. We have a tough time with, you know, facts and data and that kind of stuff. So there's an arrow pointing to the exact date that Denmark reopened schools in April. You'll notice what they call a trend line. 
Now, Joe, clearly, if the liberals take that, uh, especially Weijia Zhang and others, then you know, mm-hmm. science or all, we can't open up the schools, whatever they they think or are trying to assert or or uh, or, or hint at or wink and nod at. You would think the trend line went up, right, Joe? Denmark yeah, open yeah. schools, trend line up. Yeah. Uh, now, Joe gets to cheat along with the YouTube viewers here. Yeah. The trend line went down, yes, down, you know, down. Let me, uh, visuals for the liberals listening on audio of a tough time went down. It would be like running up a hill. That's exhausting. And then you get to the top of the hill. And then what happens on the other side? Yes, yes, the hill goes down. Yeah, you can roll down. You can butt scoot down. You can try to run down. You can tumble down, whatever you may do. But down, down, visual, down, up, down. Denmark opened schools here, down, da- down. The rate went down. Again, don't let data and facts get in the way. You're like, I need more data because I'm a liberal and I got a skull full of vibranium. Of course you do. You have a, a skull full of uh seven-day-old oatmeal left out on the counter in the hot Florida sun. (laughs) Let's get that oatmeal to start to function and transmit some electrical currents, and maybe this will make sense. So here's a 2006 study uh, I'll put up for you. You can check this out. Disease mitigation measures in control of pandemic influenza. Dan, what are you, a 2006 study from a bioterrorism institute? What, What does that have to do with anything involving schools and transmission? Well, crazy things like facts and data get in the way again. You know how that works. They actually did uh, look at the 1918 influenza pandemic, the dreaded Spanish flu, which wiped out tens of millions of people in 1918. And there's a fascinating takeaway from that study in 2006 that, the 2006 that looked at that and schools, you know, respiratory diseases that spread via droplets the same way uh, SARS-CoV-2 does. Check mm-hmm. this out. So here's the takeaway. Uh, Quote, on the other hand, when schools closed for the winter holiday during the 1918 pandemic in Chicago, more influenza cases developed among pupils than when the schools were in session. Again, I'm sorry, folks. It's just like data and stuff. For for Weijia, you know, Weijia's a journalist. For Weijia Zhang, who will uh, definitely complain. She will will definitely be upset about this show. A hundred percent. Because God forbid you call them out. Is she going to report on that too? You know, data, that that kind of thing. <sighs> All right, I got to skip ahead, Paul. I want to go to this video next. Uh, but before we do that, my final sponsor, and then I got to, I'm getting a little, I don't want to say a little tired because I don't want to sound like I'm frustrated, but you, you all are the best. I love you. I love your emails, even the critical ones. But I do get some from people who are really desperate to quit, and I don't do quitters. We have the blue screen at Doom, by the way. I don't do quitters. I can't stand quitting. I'm not into quitting. And I've heard this a lot. People say to me things like, all right, we're good. People say to me, well, Trump's not doing anything. And I'm like, ah, I've got a video coming up next of exactly what Trump is doing to quell the anarchy and Antifa fascists in the street. I don't, again, Attack the man all you want. If you don't like him, it is a free society. But stop making things up. There are a lot of things going on. You're just missing them. And maybe he's not messaging that well. That's a fair criticism. But I'm going to show you a video next you're going to want to see. All right, final sponsor today, Duke Cannon. This is important because tonight may be date night at the house, which, of course, you know, Duke Cannon is my favorite for date night. Trying to move it up a day. So I'm a little anxious here. Men's grooming goods maker, Duke Cannon Supply Company, knows you spend every day giving your all. So when it comes to helping you smell good, they figured that one thing should be easy. That's why they created Duke Cannon's solid cologne. Packaged in an indestructible, easy-to-transport tin that's perfect for leather briefcases or gym bags, these concentrated cologne bombs melt at your fingertips for precision scent application. You'll never miss and spray yourself in the eye. Solid cologne. Love it. Paula loves it too. And that's what's most important. Made with natural and organic ingredients and formulated in a range of masculine scents that'll have you smelling like victory and a day in the great outdoors rather than an evening at a high school dance. Plus the 1.5 ounce tin lasts a long time. I've had one of mine for a year now, even with multiple applications a day. So you don't have to worry about running out. Don't wrestle with messy sprays that leave you smelling like you were attacked by the perfume lady at the mall. Duke Cannon Solid Cologne is a solid option. Smell like manliness and victory and smell like it today. We hope you enjoy opening up their American-made products. Their solid cologne is $25 and has 10 cents to choose from. Uh, Bay of Bourbon Oak Barrel, Old Glory, Leaf and Leather, 
Uh, they have uh, oak moss. So if you're ready to ditch the delicate spray colognes for a more sm- a solid option, visit Duke Cannon and use the promo code Bongino for $10, for 10% off, excuse me, your first order. That's DukeCannon.com, promo code Bongino for 10% off. DukeCannon.com, promo code Bongino for 10% off. Free shipping with orders over $25. Also, a range of their products are available at your local Target. Go check them out. Smell like victory. Smell like manhood. So I told you about these criticisms I get a lot. And, and I get it, folks. It's fair. I, I, you know, our email's on the website for a reason. I genuinely like to see what you're thinking out there uh, because it helps me keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on. And when people call me, politicians and others, and ask for advice, it happens. I like to give them your advice because you are ultimately the ones that vote. But one of the things I hear a lot, and again, maybe it's a failure of messaging and some people in the Republican Party are like, Trump isn't doing anything. The streets are being, you know, they're falling apart. New York, Chicago, Portland. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, he's doing a lot, a whole lot. So the Portland mayor and the um, the governor of Oregon, they have basically ceded the state and the city to Antifa, you know, the fascist group that has been rioting there now for over a month, burning things down, attacking people, graffitiing buildings, uh, attacking police officers, you know, the fascist stuff they do, Antifa. They are a fascist group after all that, you know, the anti-First Amendment group, Antifa. So President Trump's had about enough of that. We do have federal buildings in Portland. They are not Portland's property, the federal government's property. So President Trump, the Department of Homeland Security and others have decided that they've had about enough. So while the Portland police are being hamstrung and are not allowed to actually go and arrest people and uh, use dispersion devices and things like that, those rules don't apply uh, to the Fed. And the federal government has flipped the double-barreled middle finger to the fascists at Antifa and said, uh, we are not going to let you destroy our building anymore. And it started locking people up themselves. Uh, don't believe me? Uh, check out this video here. We'll play this. And listen to the sound effect in the background. Uh, this is the fascist crowd probably trying to burn down another building that is very upset that the federal uh, DHS officers there will not let this happen. Check this out. So, uh, Trump's not doing anything? Ladies and gentlemen, why do you think those federal police officers and agents are there? You think they're there on a vacation? That was the sound of flashbangs and other chemical agents used to disperse a crowd that has clearly been violent. Again, I'm all and always have been about protest. Even protests I significantly disagree with. Obviously, those are the ones you have to defend if you're an actual constitutionalist like I am. Once you start burning down buildings, committing crimes and attacking people, the protest is now over. It's now a riot. That's Trump's federal team in there that has started arresting people. And it's bothering the communist uh, mayor of Portland and the governor over there so much that they're actually trying to kick the federal government out. Trump's like, nah, matter of fact, not only are we not leaving, I'm sending my Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Chad Wolf, to go and visit, which he did yesterday. Which I think, by the way, was just a fantastic move. You don't want to take back your cities? We'll do it for you. All right. Here's what's coming, by the way, in 2021 with the mask mandates, by the way, in case you thought any of this was about science. So again, I'll include that study from the Center for Infectious Disease Prevention showing you that there is no science behind universal masking at all. There may be. There isn't now. But of course, the left wants to control you and shut you up and basically stick their boot on your neck. Shut your mouth and listen to us. That's what control is. Control requires fear. It requires intimidation. It requires power, both cultural, legislative power, legal power, fear. 
I saw this article in the dreaded Hill, which is one of the worst, most partisan hack papers out there, but I'll use it for the purposes of today's show. Run by buffoons who decided to attack John Solomon. The Hill. Dianne Feinstein, you know, far-left radical senator from California, proposes withholding COVID-19 relief from states without mask mandates. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. So, so just to be clear, the same radical leftists, Feinstein and these lunatics up on Capitol Hill in the Senate and House of Representatives on the radical far left. Joe, the hmm. same radical leftists who lost their marbles had to run to the bathroom and grab Pepto when Trump said, hey, maybe we're going to withhold some funds from sanctuary cities. You can't do that. Even though these cities are in violation of actual U.S. laws, mm -hmm. immigration laws. Remember that? No, no, no. You can't withhold funds from these same, showing you these people have zero principles at mm -hmm. all. They have no dignity, no courage, no nothing. You would think they'd be like, no, no, states' rights. That would be their argument, right? We'll do yeah. what we want. We don't want to enforce immigration laws, even though they're actual federal laws. You leave us alone with states' rights. Then you have other states saying, like Georgia, with the great governor there, Brian Kemp, who's terrific. I love this guy. Christy Nome is get, jumping up my list, too, in South Dakota. Standing strong. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the right thing, not the easy thing. Governor Kemp in Georgia is like, uh, bah. We're not going to do this universal masking thing. Matter of fact, he's suing the mayor of Atlanta. I recommend you wear it, but we're not going to be fining or imprisoning people for masks. No, we're not going to do that. Now the left is losing their minds. Diane Feinstein, again, the same ones who, oh, don't you dare withhold funds if we right. break federal immigration law, but we will withhold funds if you don't enact a new law to put a face diaper on someone's face despite having no science, it works. These are the same people. The verdict is in. You're dealing with a bunch of frauds. Same guy. So, Oh, oh, you did it. You did it. Why did you do that? Why, Why did, did you do that? We haven't done that in forever. For the new lit, our show has expanded rapidly. Yes. What is Joe saying? Now, when I was a Secret Service agent, I went golfing once. Not myself, but I was on a security detail with Bill Clinton who was golfing. That's right. And Bill Clinton, right? <laughs> he was golfing with this guy. True story. It's not a joke. He's golfing with this dude who really sucked. And the guy would shank everything. <laughs> And then there was this one time we were on like the 10th hole. I'm sitting there all day. It's hot. You're sweating. You're watching them golf all day. Guy hits a ringer. Ringer. Right down, straight as a string. Nearly a hole in one. He's like, same guy. Same guy, man. Same guy. He kept, in other words, he kept telling yeah. the guy like, this is you. You got it in you, buddy. You were the same shanker five minutes. Same guy. So we used to say this all the time for the older listeners who are now having, these are probably sticky notes, yeah, people. I You'll get so. the joke if you've been there from the beginning, yeah. right? But we haven't said that in a while. Thank you, Joe. A little bit of nostalgia. Same <laughs> okay. guy. It's all right, Same man. guy. Same guy who says, don't you dare withhold funds from states in violation of federal law and allowing illegal immigration, but we'll withhold funds if you don't enact a new unconstitutional law to diaper everybody's face, despite no evidence at all right now that this actually works. Same day. Shoulders are so bad I couldn't golf even if I wanted to. All right, I'm going to leave you with this because it's a Friday because I was reminiscing last night. Totally unrelated, and I'm sorry to extend the show on it because I do have other stuff, but it's I'll have to get to it next week. It's too loaded. You know, if you're older folks like me and you're listening, well, I'm not that old, but you know, you're middle-aged. Paul is like, speak for yourself. I'm not old, but I feel old. You know, you ever, Joe, does this ever happen to you? Like hmm? you, you just, you wish you could do something just one more time. Yeah. Like if you, like you'd pay a million dollars if you had it. You know, I, I was, my, Paul and I were talking yesterday. Quick story, I promise. I won't, I won't waste any of your time. But we, I was singing the Welcome Back Cotter song because of the Applebee's commercial, you know. Who'd have thought they bring it? Remember that? And yeah. that high school where that initial scene was filmed, I used to play baseball there at the high school field. And it was one of the only home runs I ever hit, like over the fence home runs, not inside the Parkers. I was not a, I was not a big power hitter, but I was a pretty good baseball player. I was one of the better ones in the league. I self-praise thinks I know, but I worked hard. And I'll never, ever forget that feeling of my mom in the stands. She didn't come to a lot of games. She couldn't, but just going absolutely crazy as I was rounding the bases. And, you know, for those of you who played baseball, 
you know when you know right away. Joe, you play golf, right? You know yeah. when it's a good shot, you know right away. You don't have yeah. enough to, you can just turn your head. Right. You just know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Joe knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm sure in tennis, it's just anytime you have to strike a ball with any kind of an app, you just know. You don't even have to look. I The ball hit my bat and I knew it was gone. And folks, my body is decaying at such a rapid rate. Seriously, I'm extremely limited in what I can do anymore. And I just thought to myself yesterday, listening to that Welcome Back Cotter, gosh, what I wouldn't pay just to go back to that moment and relive that, what, 25, 30 seconds a minute of running around the bases, right? Oof. One of the greatest moments of my life. My mom, ah! screaming i think they wanted to dial 911 and have her like committed or something it was the greatest thing ever scream my mom i loved it it was the greatest thing ever scream she almost fell out of the bleachers there in the thing oh the good old days all right folks thanks again for tuning in it's been a great week despite the summer doldrums that happen in radio our show has maintained its audience thanks to you please subscribe to the show youtube.com slash bongino go to apple Podcasts as well and we really appreciate your subscriptions they're all free but they help us move up the charts thanks again folks really appreciate it I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.